I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There is no better group of pots for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Most of our listeners are looking to grow and some of you are looking to grow big. Today, I'll be speaking to someone specialising in the kind of seeds we grow to produce mammoth vegetables. William Robinson and Son began in 1860, specialising in large onions and leeks, and is now in the hands of the fourth and fifth generation. So I'll be joined by Margaret Robinson to ask her about the company and the new cultivars in their recently released catalogue. My thanks to Westland Horticulture, sponsors of this podcast, and my producer, Charlie Jones. Oh, some beautiful early autumn days. You know, those fresh mornings as the sun comes up and then quite mild through the day and finishing off with some really beautiful sunsets in my part of the world. Uh, Last Sunday, I went to the Essex County Harvest Festival at Chelmsford Cathedral. That was after the bishop had planted a tree at Rittle University College to celebrate there 125 years. I didn't realise that there were these uh, major harvest festivals started off in Westminster Abbey and moved around the country, and it was Essex and Suffolk's term last week. I was interested also to hear that that very popular hymn, We Plough the Fields and Scatter the Good Seed, was actually German. And the tune, Ver Verflanken, means we plough, and were written by Matthias Claudius, well, over 150 years ago, and then translated by Jane Campbell. So there you are. We plough the fields and scatter has German origins. I suppose wherever you are in Europe, we're still ploughing the soil and scattering. Last week, I mentioned the new apple, Surprise, which is available as trees to gardeners. Well, there's a sister variety called Sunburst, And the fruit of that has gone on sale at Waitrose. And so if uh, you want to go and try one of these orange-skinned apples with pink flesh, uh, head off to Waitrose. There are great uh, hopes for this variety. It's being uh, introduced by Frank P. Matthews. We had Steffi on for an interview previously. And they expect something like 1,500 12-kilogram boxes of fruit to be sold at Waitrose. Uh, over the next uh, few weeks. And by 2024, they're expecting 200,000 trees across Europe and the UK. be very interesting to see just how that fares. It's a cross between Gala, a garden cultivar called Falstaff, and a purple flesh one, Pink Pearl. The taste and texture compares very favourably with other, you know, popular uh, varieties. 
and and the people who've uh, taste tested it have uh, come back and said that it's excellent. The coloured flesh, you know, where we have these pink and purple fleshed apples, are, are unusually high in anthocyanins, and those are the compounds, of course, linked to health benefits, as in blueberries and blackcurrants. So there's very good reason to be growing some of these colourful veg. The first cross for Sunburst was in 2003 and it was selected in 2006 and it can take some 25 years to get to the marketplace with these new varieties. But the process was speeded up in this case because uh, it was looked to have very good commercial potential. And there are 35 more new varieties in the pipeline so uh, we should have some fun in the next few years. I mean, I'm told that some of the introductions taste of candy floss or cherries and even fruit salad sweets. So there we are, candy floss apples on their way to us in the not-too-distant future. I hear, too, that the Stars for Europe poinsettia campaign is going to be mounted once again, although directed more this time towards the younger consumer coupling up with the ongoing lifestyle trend for houseplants with the millennium age group. You know, they like succulents because they sit on the windowsill, don't need too much attention. And I suppose poinsettias are a kind of succulent if you snap them, they have that very milky sap. But you need to get them into the home fairly quickly and settle down. Brexit and possible delays through the customs uh, won't help the imports of poinsettia They won't take kindly to sitting uh, for an extra few hours in a dark lorry waiting to be passed through customs. Always a good tip uh, to uh, buy local if you can. Just in the post to me this week too is the new edition of Find That Rose. If there's a particular rose that uh, you want to grow, then this booklet is invaluable. It's the 36th edition and you'll find over 3,000 different kinds of roses listed and where you can get them i mean if you're looking for a rose to give us a gift there is a list of names from adam to yvonne i see under peter i've got to have either blue peter or piccolo pete i'm not sure i'm a piccolo pete blue peter might appear to some people unless they are feeling particularly blue but the find that rose it costs four pounds and it's very useful if you want to find a particular rose variety. What to do in the garden this week? Well, for several seasons I forgot to sow turnip greens. If you've got a bit of turnip seed knocking about and you can just broadcast it, scatter sow it on the soil, it comes up quite quickly at this time of the year and it provides a really tasty spring greens and you harvest that ahead of spring cabbage. If you could sow it to in the border in the greenhouse or under a cloche even better because you'd be picking and cooking it right through the winter it's an old practice i suppose and today people are more likely to be raising baby leaf mustards but there we are if you've got some turnip green seed if you've got some turnip seed i should say now's the time to be sowing and house plants that have been outside for their summer holiday you must get those in there's been a touch of frost in one or two places already And so uh, Indian azaleas, cyclamen, Christmas, cactus, those kinds of things that have been uh, outdoors through the summer, you must bring them in. Azaleas, of course, need to be watered, if possible, with rainwater, and you need to keep the compost 
constantly damp, look for a black damp mark up the stem. And as long as you have got that, just for about an inch or so, then you'll know the compost is uh, wet enough. With cyclamen, water them well, tap them out of the pot, remove some of the old compost from the top and the bottom and replace with new and then bring them indoors and put them somewhere very light and cool and they'll be uh, flowering again in no time. And Christmas cactus, of course, you need to get those settled indoors in a position where they can form buds. If you move them when the buds are well established and towards opening, uh, too often you can get bud drop. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> We have some great family businesses in the horticultural industry and I have, uh, for our interview today, a very good example. At the W. Robinson and Son Seeds and Plants Company up in Preston and Margaret Robinson, I hope, is there. Margaret, are you there? Yes, I am indeed. Now, how are things in uh, lovely Preston? It's Well, we're actually... 18 miles north of Preston, we're, we're, in, we're seven miles south of Lancaster, so we're sort of a little bit higher up. But it's blue sky, little few floaty clouds, but it's beautiful autumn day. <laughs> Makes you good to be alive, doesn't it? It does indeed, it does. Yeah. Now, can we just uh, outline a bit about the... Uh, Robinson, or the family Robinson, perhaps I should say, because you're you're the fourth generation, aren't you? Yes, uh, Susan and I, sister Susan and I, we're the fourth generation, um, and Andrew, Susan's eldest son, um, he went to Horticultural College, got his degree course, and Andrew's now the fifth one and part of the team. Really fabulous um, to have him on board. I know our late father, when Andrew came and said uh, he had enough of grammar school, he was going to enrol, he was highly delighted. Yeah, because your dad was a great character, you know, we showed alongside one another for years. You did indeed, yes, yes. It was was friendly rivalry, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Without question. Now... You have a world reputation for giant onions, first of all, don't you? We do indeed. Our our large strains of mammoth onions, the the big, large, white, golden ones and the red ones, and then our giant mammoth blanche and pot leeks. Yes, they are world-renowned for size and quality and flavour, which is important. Now, how do you grow those magnificent 
examples that you will have had on display at Harrogate and Right. You're possibly mo- are you going to Malvern? We are indeed. We're, as we speak here in the office, I can see the vehicles being loaded up with the all the mechanics today. Oh, right. Yes. So, so uh, when would you start sowing? Well, we start early. Um, we start sowing approximately mid-December in heated greenhouses because um, the large onions like to be sown early when the days are at the shortest and then when the days get longer when we get into january um the the young little seedlings take advantage of the longer days right i know the old-fashioned time for sowing was was um christmas day well we all susan and i say that was um, made up by a man to get out of the washing up on Christmas Day. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but you sow them mid-December to mid-January. That's the ta- the peak time for sowing to achieve great results. Yeah, and then what about soil preparation? Soil preparation, we use um, compost for sowing. We use we still stick to the Johninnies. We like that because it's a grittier compost and you get a good root balance, um, a nice root balance to the green top, whereas some of the multi-purpose composts, um, they, they produce a lot of top growth and very little root with onions. Hadn't thought about that at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm, but uh, outside ground preparation... I know the old-fashioned way was double digging, you know, going two spades down and incorporating well-rotted manure and the slow-acting phosphates. But uh, you can um, get away with single digging, um, adding um, manure or the new-fashioned, which work absolutely brilliantly, the chicken pellets, the concentrated chicken pellets. Um, but wherever you're growing them, you know, um, uh, outside, you've got to prepare the ground because onions are a very hungry vegetable. Right. They are. They, they like plenty of food. Um, so, you know, a good marriage with with ground preparation if you don't want to double dig or single dig, you can leave it as late as into early March when the ground is drying up. Um, incorporate um, the chicken pellets. We use 6X, the, the fibrous one. Right. And then um, a really good fertilizer is Vitax Q4. Well, that's very good slow release, isn't it? Very slow release, and it's got high potash and phosphates, and it's a very easy, easy thing to apply just prior to planting. And the other thing that we wouldn't plant anything out, vegetables um, inside or outside, is calcified seaweed. Very old-fashioned product, and uh, the price has gone up over the several years now, but uh, it releases nutrients, which is what you want. It really is. It's a good thing to apply, it is. 
Well, now, as, as well as uh, your reputation for growing big and exhibition things, the, the new catalogue is just out. It is. And, and I just wonder, as I put, turn the pages over here, what the um, original Mr Robinson would have thought of Tomato, Oh Happy Day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he would have smiled because he was, he was good on names because that's how our mammoth onion came into being because it was big and large. Um, but Oh Happy Days, Tomato, one of the things, it's blight resistant, which um, is very helpful to the grower. But the flavour, it's a large tomato, almost a beefsteak, but the flavour is absolutely fabulous. And that's what it's all about. Growing your own is the flavour. If it's good to eat, it's good to grow. <laughs> well, that's one I have to add to my list then. Right, uh, good, good. Yeah. No, no, it really is. Some of the, the newer vegetables, you know, they've come out of people on foreign travel I know we, we, we grow um, an amaranth callaloo, the very colourful ones. And I know when people are looking at them, they say, oh, we had that on a Caribbean cruise, you know. I was just going to say to you that, well, surely that's a Caribbean thing. It is, it is, but it grows well in a polytunnel or this year with the weather being so excellent, um, it will have grown outside well, and it has. I mean, the same can be said for that uh, soya bean that you've got. It does. It does. That works well, the Dharmi brain. It really is. And, you know, all this health-conscious um, vitamins, minerals that we need to um, keep us going rather than fast food all the time, um, you know, the soya bean, that can be grown. And what's the matter with the old-fashioned spinach and kales? Yes. You know, um, they're still grown widely. The kale family, that's been added to. It's not just your ordinary green scotch kale. When we mention green scotch kale, customers go, ooh, cow food, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were pretty strong, weren't they? They were, but, you know, these finer-growing ones, the red Russian kale and the Italian black kale, so, so popular. Are you thinking things like red boar? Yes, uh, red boar. That looks fabulous in a garden in the winter, even in the in the border or mixed with a mixed pot of tulips. You know, yeah. the red boar with white tulips round, I think, looks stunning. Well, and then you've got the black leaf one too, haven't yes, you? Is yes, that... the black Italian one. Yeah. Very high in um, enzymes that are good for us. Um, and so many ways of cooking them, you know, it's uh, stir-fried and dried in the oven. Growing and eating have, have narrowed together far more this last 10, 15 years than before. Well, I have to raise the subject of uh, wasabi plants. All right. Now, now, why do we need wasabi when we have good old English horseradish? Now, you, you convinced me. I mean, I, I well remember the tears in my eyes as I was scraping the roots of horseradish when my mother was cooking <laughs> roast beef on a Sunday. So I do, I, do I really need wasabi? Well, wasabi, the fresh leaves, they can be eaten as well. Chopped up in a sandwich, your traditional beef sandwich, it has a finer flavour, the leaves, and horseradish leaves 
are quite tough, aren't they? But oh, they are very tough, yeah. The, the wasabi, that can be eaten like that. And, of course, with all the sushi bars that are springing up, you know, it's good to to have and use the true Japanese wasabi. It grows very well. You only need a little bit, but it's a different taste to horseradish. It's not as as fiery. It's a strong flavour, but it doesn't bring tears to your eyes. Well, now, how do we grow it? Because you send out plants, I think. We do, little little plants. They work well in big containers. Right. That really works well. Um, just somewhere sheltered. And uh, once it starts to grow, you can use the leaves from June, July onwards. And then towards the end of the season, you get the little the um, shoots underneath the soil and just wash them and uh, they don't need to be peeled and just slice them or grate them whole. I mean, would you say that they're fairly straightforward to they grow? Are. They are. And then it's not as invasive as horseradish. You know, horseradish needs to be kept under check. It really does, or else you end up with a garden full. It's a different taste, and that's what people are wanting, something different that um, they can grow and use in everyday cooking. Well, whilst you're in the subject of cooking, I have to mention the saffron crocus too, don't I? Oh, yes. I was reading an article. It's Is it twice the price per gram of gold? Something like that. It's yeah. something yeah. phenomenal. But, uh, no, the saffron crocus, the minus side with it, they can only be grown um, September, October. That's the period of, of growing. And then you just uh, let them develop and then snip out the centres, the little stamens in the middle, and dry them. And hey, presto, you've got your homemade uh, saffron. Well, we've been talking very much about the exotics, but, um, but your bread and butter are all of the good fruits and veg, aren't they? They um, are, yes. Oh, yes, because um, everybody needs onions and leeks in everyday cooking and there's so many different varieties of onions yes there's our giant mammoth onions which have a very sweet mild flavor and uh, the one onion that's done really well this year is the rose of roscoff the Brittany onion beautiful pink skin and that has a sweet taste but with a bit of a tang but it's done absolutely fabulous this year. You know, I don't think I've grown that at all, Margaret. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, no, you'll, you'll have to have a go. But it's so distinct looking in the row. They grow about the size of a large tennis ball. Right. So quite doable, you know. As we get a little nearer to Halloween, what's the form on squashes and pumpkins? Have they enjoyed the hot weather? Oh, my words. Well, last year we had a grey, grim summer on our northwest Lancashire coast. This year we've harvested them now and got them ripening one of the greenhouses, the squashes. We could hardly walk on the ground. <laughs> it was just absolutely mind-blowing, the Turk's turban, the sweet mama, all the different varieties that you can grow uh, all have a slightly different taste, 
But the one that is the shyest of them all, of course, is the butternut squash. And uh, the one that has the same flavour as butternut, but is a much better doer, even in a cool summer, is one called Sweet Mama. It's a green one, but it has the intense flavour of the butternut. And having that suffix, mammoth, does that mean it's come from your home? No, it doesn't. They're, they're American. <laughs> a lot of the squashes that were, have come from America and South America. Because, um, you know, if you ask a South American, South African cook squash, all they say is gem squash. That's the little one, about the size of a cricket ball. And you offer cedar that, of course. We do indeed, yes, yeah. yes. And our pumpkins, well, with so many pumpkins, it would take about a week to carve some of ours. <laughs> <laughs> so we offer them to local schools and um, play barns uh, for Halloween, and the children have a great time. Now, my quote for the day as an end piece, I saw in my diary a quote from Baroness Thatcher. And apparently she said, in politics, if you want anything said, ask a man. If you want anything done, ask a woman. Well, there you are. As Margaret said earlier, the idea of sowing the onions on Christmas Day was to avoid the washing up. Thanks again to Westland Horticulture, sponsors of this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.